Hey everyone, C-Note here, and welcome to Dopamine, the show that's like Hitler. Nine. It's been around for nine months. <laughs> Sorry. That was a stretch. I don't... Uh, Hitler's not funny. He fucked things up. Um, today, yeah, I mean, you know, the show has been around since around January. So, well, really, it's been around since like July of 2017. But the Dopamine brand has been around since uh, January. And we've been doing some some rad things. Things are growing and getting a little bit better. Uh we're nearly at 4,000 listens this month, and we're not even halfway through. So uh, that's pretty exciting. I'm hoping that we can hit 8,000 this month and, uh, you know, do all the good things. I want to keep this show going. I would love, like, 10,000 would just, like, blow my mind. That would be amazing. So, But that I'm hoping that we'll have a month by the end of the year where that's the case. That'll be absolutely incredible. Um, today, we're going to wrap up the end of the Mail Experience Week talking about what uh, uh, men and relationships and, um, particularly relationships with women. Uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have the, the perspective about male to male relationships and all that stuff in terms of like sexually romantically. Um, and a lot of this can apply to that. And a lot of this I feel can bl- apply to male to male, uh, platonic relationships as well. Um, but for the most part, I'm speaking from the angle of men uh, towards women and like long-term romantic relationships. So the first half is half is really me talking about men and like the single life and promiscuity and really just not being a jerk. I talk a little bit about my past as well. And, um, uh, you know, just not ghosting people essentially. Uh, and then the second half is I read this article that kind of drove me mad, but we've, we, we fixed it as best as we could. Um, there's this elite daily article called what women really want 10 traits men have that make them the whole package. And, um, there's, they're just, it's good. It, It comes from a good place, but it's kind of like reductive early twenties, lady garbage. (laughs) And I don't mean that to like, uh, you know, when I talk about it, I'm kind of hating on the writer a little bit. It's just kind of like real basic. Um, but, uh, I, I understand and know that like there are millions of female perspectives that are way more evolved than this, but I wanted to talk about this article because it is indicative of a lot of advice that is given out there about men and female relationships. And, um, so I kind of just go through it because it's it's coming from a good place. It talks about being kind and caring and intelligent and the sense of humor and confidence and charisma and all of that stuff. But um, I, I kind of uh, elaborate on everything as much as I can to not only just let men know that, you know, these things are important and these are things that you should work towards to have a healthy partnership with someone, but that these are things that you should also hope for in someone. Uh, a lot of these articles are like, men, you need to be the best. I'm going to be a shit person, but you need to be great. <laughs> you know, And that's, that's the thing that I, I want to avoid is I want to make sure that men are not just uh, trying to attract a toxic, per- toxic person because they feel they're attractive, but they're also looking for someone that is also confident and full of their own charisma and humorous and has intelligence and, and is caring and has a a balanced lifestyle and is a good listener and thoughtful and goes with the flow and presentable and all of that stuff. So we're going to, we're going to break it down to just kind of like, you know, just kind of to help men understand their value in relationships as well. So um, yeah, let's hit the button and do the thing. So thanks. Sorry for the Hitler joke. That was bad. That was real. That was man. That's okay. We move on. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Let's do this.
Drums, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, it's eleven eleven. Make a wish. Ah, taking a swig because we're gonna do a lot of talking today. Happy Friday. Hope you guys are doing well. We're gonna wrap up this male experience week talking about um, some lighthearted stuff and then a little bit of some intense stuff <laughs> and kind of wrapping this whole purpose of this week up in a nice little lovely complicated masculine bow. <laughs> um, hope you guys are doing well. I uh, hope the end of the week has you excited. I hope you were able to accomplish the things that you wanted to accomplish and that you do get a chance to relax this weekend. Some people work on the weekends, you know, but still try to make the best of it. Enjoy every day the best that you can. Today, we're going to take a little bit of time in the first half of this episode to talk about uh, what women value in men. And I'm going to talk a little bit from, you know, whatever personal experience I can pull from, but I also have an article pulled up and, you know, the whole deal. We can kind of talk about different perspectives. I was hoping to get a feminine perspective on the show, but uh, no one's available at the moment. <laughs> and I'm kind of doing this on a whim. So, um, you know, maybe I'll do an interview with someone in the future to try to like flesh out this concept. But um, for the most part, I, I think there are a ton of articles out there. There are a ton of different perspectives that uh, come from this, you know, dating perspective of like, what do women look for or in men? And um, you'll find a lot of the same things, but at the same time, you'll find it kind of uh, littered with a lot of cliche advice. And, um, you know, you really, if you're going to be a, a young, uh, a young man who is trying to figure all of this out, it, it's going to be important for you to look at different perspectives, check out different websites, um, talk to actual real life women <laughs> and, uh, you know, get, you know, don't just take one person's opinion for, uh, um, you know, the utmost value because, the best that you can do is try to just learn from multiple experiences and grow kind of one thing at a time, uh, because you're going to be coming across a lot of different things that you probably need to improve as a young man. And, um, even as really anyone of any age who is trying to, uh, attract someone that you're going to be kind of thinking about things that are, um, you know, in, in relation to the context that you're in and the situations that you're in, because if you're a young man, that's just trying to sleep around, you know, you might not, you might not necessarily try to be, you know, the, 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 the greatest catch for long-term success. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, you know, it doesn't mean that there's an excuse to be a jerk there. It, it just means that like, you're probably going to still try to be attractive in all of those ways, but you're going to have to, it's going to involve actually being a little bit more um, uh, valuable as a man in terms of like just being open and honest about your expectations. You know, if you end up with a woman and you sleep with her and, you know, the, basically making your intentions known <laughs> pretty openly. And I don't mean being rude or being a jerk or being creepy, but like if att like attraction is brewing and, you know, you, like, you definitely for sure want this to be like just a play fun thing, then be clear about that. Because like the worst thing, one of the worst things you can do to a woman is lead her on and make her feel like there's something potential here and something more. 
and you just kick her to the curb. You know, I mean, it's, it's different if you're like going along and you're dating and you have a couple dates and then you see some things and you're like, you know what, this is not working, but to continue to string her along is just, it's, it's rude. It's rude as a person. Anyone doing that to anyone is just kind of messed up. So I've done some ghosting in my past. That is not a thing I recommend. Um, you know, even if you're a person that can deal with that kind of guilt, it's still just not cool. You know, don't, I mean, you know, we're all, you know, kind of think of yourself as a brand, you know, <laughs> if you, you know, it, it's like you're working through these situations, um, and you know, you want your Yelp rating to go up <laughs> basically. So, I mean, I don't have a ton of experience when it comes to like the single man game basically, but, but avoid all of those pickup artists and all these one liners and all these things that are basically trying to trick you or, or, or teach you to try to trick women because women are not stupid. And that's kind of part of valuing women as a man is, is understanding that, um, that they're not stupid. They're intelligent people. They're looking for something in you and you could be the person to provide some of that. And uh, if that's something that you could do, then great. If not move on because that person's not going to be worth it anyway. So, um, you know, point is valuing yourself and then valuing the women that you are with. So I understand, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, all that stuff. But, <laughs> you know, it's just, again, you know, you're just perpetuating shit. That's not helping anyone. You're not teaching anyone any, any good, uh, ways of being or whatever. So I don't know. It, I know it's complicated and that's the thing. Like all of this is, is complex. It's all contextual. It's all situational, but I figure the best thing that most people can do is being, being forthright, being honest, being, you know, the best man that you could be. And um, if you have any sense of self-worth, then you're just not going to be a jerk to people. You just really aren't because you're not going to be projecting things uh, to others. So I wanted to read a little bit about this, um, this article. It's from Elite Daily. So, you know, it's like skews younger and all of that stuff. And it's, 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 an, it's the reason I chose this is it's pretty indicative of like the average level of advice that you see out there. Um, and, but maybe a little bit above average, it's a little bit more about like what women want in men. And, um, but it's like basic one-liners. It's very, very basic. But even in the article, she mentions that like men are kind of shallow and uh, visual. And she's like, sorry, guys, you know, it's the truth. And that's not true either. You know, men value much more in a woman than just her looks. Yes, it starts out that way. <laughs> yes, it starts with a damn. <laughs> and then we move on from there. But it's, um, you know, it, it, it evolves. Hopefully if the relationship is a good quality relationship, it becomes more about like her intelligence and, you know, her openness and how rad she, rad she is as a person or depends on what things you value. You know, you could go for the whole like short skirt, long jacket scenario, which has always been quite attractive. So it really depends on your personal preferences, but those personal preferences are not just physical for men. So I wanted to be clear about that because I think a lot of men can agree that, if men were given a little bit more, not, I shouldn't say given, but if men, uh, had a little bit more of a, uh, typically had more of a choice if they were a little bit more put together and, um, men felt like they had the pick of the litter, you could say, <laughs> God, that sounds so terrible. Um, you know, men would be a little bit more picky, I guess. Uh, but you know, that goes into crazy, whatever. Hey, it's Friday. We're just having fun here. Stop it. <laughs> Don't get on me about stuff. I'm doing my best. I am only a man. <laughs> I'm only a man that has been staring at, at butts and for, for years. So th like, that's the best that I can offer. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
you know, in my personal experiences um, with attracting women, it's been at first, I kind of had that perspective when I was younger. It's like, oh, I need to find a way to like manipulate a woman to get her into my room, <laughs> you know? And that sounds messed up, but I think that's a pretty common conception of a man. And it's not like trick her in terms of like rape or anything that's like intense like that, but it's just like, how can I, um, you know, f- read all of these signals correctly and then take those signals and like get her closer to like, doing things with me. Right. So, and, you know, that's pretty indicative of the common dating experience. You're trying to make things happen, but I think men undervalue the mutuality of that scenario. You know, men feel like they need to, a lot of men have felt like they needed to trick women because women are not like, you know, they're not always going to be willing. And that's true. But, um, you know, almost as if like women don't have chemical responses, right? So it's important for men to remember that women are also attracted to you or could be attracted to you and they have a choice whether or not to be attracted to you. Well, not really have a choice, but they, they, they have the, um, the right to express whether or not they're attracted to you. And you have the, you have the, you should have the respect as a man to respect that just because you're intensely attracted. And I understand, I get when you are intensely attracted to a woman and you want so bad for this thing to happen, but she's just not having it that you want to feel persistent. And, you know, again, culture sort of persists this idea that you need to be persistent. You need to go after her. You need to chase her. And, um, you know, sometimes persistence in the long term could maybe work. You can maybe skew things a little bit, but ultimately the best things that end up working is when someone is like more immediately attracted to you. I mean, I had that situation in my past where, um, basically with my ex-wife, we were, uh, she was not that interested in me, to be honest. We talked a lot and I was like, uh, she liked me, but it wasn't like immediate, like very quick, like, yeah, I'm really into you. It was just kind of like a, a slow burn. You know, I really liked her. I thought she was interesting. And, um, I was like sending her gifts and I was trying to do the whole, like, you know, just trying to woo her over time, you know, do the whole ritual thing. And, um, it took a lot of time. Um, eventually, you know, it did work out, but she also was, uh, you know, when I think back, it feels like she was being like, um, you know, she wasn't, uh, she wasn't like, taken aback by me or anything like that, you know? And it wasn't like a, like a chemical reaction. It was just kind of like a, uh, almost a traditional, like he seems nice enough kind of thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, I didn't realize it until over time. And we ended up not staying together as, as a kind of as a result of all of those things compounding. But, um, you know, in the beginning, like, I think if I could go back in time and tell my younger self, like how to, how to approach women, it would, it would be, you know, in the sense of like being earnest and honest and being the best self, being the best version of myself that I can be and to just kind of meet people and have interactions and, uh, let sort of things happen as opposed to trying to be in control and trying to make things happen. And I think that's what happens with a lot of young men. They feel pressure to like get a girl or they feel pressure to like do sexual things with a girl so they can brag to their boys or something, you know? And um, there's just a lot of pressure from all angles to be something or accelerate your life a little bit faster. And honestly, I feel that you, when you are able to take time to focus on yourself and improve the the qualities that are important in this article that I'm about to read, um, you can, you know, improve yourself as a man and um, just naturally attract 
some more people and you'll, you'll just be able to, to get a better gauge of who is more naturally attractive, attracted to you. And that's, you know, again, like I'm speaking from the, the, perspective of being a nerd you know i did not get a lot of uh attention from women when i was younger and it took some time to really build up that esteem and usually the situations that i got into with women felt like it took work to get there and i think the perception is that it takes a lot of work to get there and ultimately like it takes work to make a relationship alive you know if you're if you're if you're working towards a long-term relationship it's not like you can just solely rely on the the chemical attraction, you know, you still need to be a good man. You still need to take care of her and buy good, you know, sometimes buy things and, um, you know, approach her by learning her love languages and appealing to those love languages. You know what I mean? So when people say like, you know, buy her gifts and things like, no, that's just like identifying love languages. So, you know, being able to understand, um, her love languages and appeal to those are going to foster the relationship and nurture it. But the initial spark honestly should kind of almost be almost feel divine. You know, it's like a, a circumstantial thing. You know, Molly and I met through podcasting and we were just kind of like, we were just being friends. There was no expectations. There was no nothing. And um, we were just talking back and forth. We were sharing all sorts of ideas. We were talking about, uh, life and sharing stories and all of that stuff. And then like when both of our situations hit the fan, we like ran towards each other. Cause it was just like, we knew it was there and it, and it just kind of like exploded, you know? <laughs> so that was a, it just kind of like naturally happened and bloomed and blossomed over a little bit of time. So, um, you know, and, and not everyone has that opportunity. I understand that too, but certainly if you're able to improve yourself, you're able to improve your mind and improve your, your, your thoughtfulness and caring and learn love languages and learn how to, um, to speak to people as if they're people, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's about love and respect and, you know, she'll be more likely to be, and there's physical attractiveness too. And that's what the important thing is. I want to reiterate this, that like, just because you're attracted to a woman doesn't mean she's attracted to you. That's super important to remember. Um, and to respect that if she's just not in it, you know, you can't control that just the same way that, you know, as a man that you're not attracted to certain types of women, that's just not your thing. Right. So, and you understand that <laughs> you understand that, like, no, I don't want that woman. Like, and you know, so why is it any different for a woman? You know, again, it's about sort of like having empathy for the fact that like, yes, she's also a person that has chemical reactions and uh, wants physical touch and love languages and orgasms and, you know, all the same things that you want. Right. So it's about mutual love and respect and, and caring. So and all of that leads to good things. I understand the desperation that comes with being a young man. You just want to get it in. You want to do your stuff. And, um, you know, again, just kind of being honest about where you're at when you're trying to just hook up with someone, you know, like sometimes you'll find people who will just want to do that. And it'll be a lot, there'll be less stress involved because like, you'll feel like, you know, you'll feel like you're navigating someone's emotional state and you're like, oh, that's so frustrating. Like, I just want to like have fun. And like this person's like telling me they love me. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, no, stop it. Just be forthright and avoid those things. Uh, and, and again, I'm not saying you can't have fun, but like, you know, don't be so like promiscuous to the way that you're just like manipulating people to get what you want. Like that's messed up. So anyway, we're going to read a little bit of this article and then we can kind of move on to wrapping up this week. So, um, I'm just going to kind of jump into it because, you know, she's like a matchmaker, the person that wrote this article. And, um, 
basically saying that women think that they know what they want, etc. So she says, I'm here to tell you that looks aren't important, as important for all women. Yes, a man's physical appearance is important to some ladies. I'd say to all ladies. Um, but most women want more than that. A nice looking man who is in good shape, dresses well, and possesses all of the below characteristics is what we really want. Is what we really want. Take take a look. So um, that's really funny though, because like she immediately she says like physical appearance is not that important, but we a nice looking man who is in good shape. <laughs> like you don't have to be in good shape. You have to be in. I mean, you have to take care of yourself. You know, you shouldn't be like a slob. <laughs> but you, and like in good shape is kind of a wide term. You know, it's not, I think when a man here is in good shape, they're like, oh, I got to look like David Beckham or something. It's like, no, man, just like go to the barbershop, go to the gym, do some push-ups, <laughs> take care of yourself, go for a run if you can. You know, you don't have to be like a perfectly chiseled man, but certainly be as attractive, you know, do the best that you can. Um, okay, so we're going to start with this list and it starts with number one, kind and caring. Women want a man who is kind and caring. We want someone who will be our best friend, a partner and an equal. Above all, we want someone who makes us feel good. Um, and, you know, it, again, it's important that while I read these things, it's about, you know, it's it's going to be mutual. I mean, I think men are going to be putting just a little bit more energy into attracting a woman because I think we just have like more of that natural um it's, it's more of our biological purpose. <laughs> it's both of our biological purpose, but it's, it's the, the instinct of searching is, it just feels just a little bit more tense, intense in the male experience. Um, so I think it's just going to be a little bit skewed, but it's, you know, not, you know, not too far off center really. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Be a best friend, be a partner, be an equal, you know? And, uh, you know, again, Molly and I's relationship is a good example. Like we started out, we're just, we're friends, you know, there was no expectations. And I find that if you're looking for a long-term relationship, um, sometimes starting as friends is a good way. Um, but if you're immediately attracted to someone, like you could totally just be honest about that. You know, don't be creepy, don't be weird, but just be like, Hey, I'd like to take you on a date, you know? And, um, you know, pursue that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't fear ruining friendships. Like you'll be fine. If she says no, then if you're respectful to the no, then you can still be friends. It's totally fine. Um, it's not a big deal. So anyway, um, number two, brains, 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 because she's a zombie. Apparently intelligence is sexy and smart men simply captivate. Let me, let me, let me re reiterate that this is skewed younger. So this is like for younger women. Um, uh, but I'm also talking to younger men. So this is what this is what everyone's thinking about, I suppose. Uh, brains, brains, brains. Intelligence and sexy and smart men simply captivate women. Whether it's informing us about the newest restaurant opening or teaching us something we didn't know about baseball, that's not true. Um, we like someone from whom we can learn. Women fe enjoy feeling enlightened. Okay, so there's a bit of a double standard here. So <laughs> I want to be clear about this. Um, teach women. I mean, being intelligent, but not mansplaining, you know, being intelligent and, uh, knowing things, always learning, always being willing to share and being respectful and being a good person, being aware of like kind of what's going on socially. It really depends on what the dynamic is, but, um, not assuming that a woman doesn't understand something, right? Like if she doesn't know something about baseball and she wants to listen to you, then great. Talk about it. But it doesn't mean that, <laughs> that she's giving you free reign to like, assume that she's stupid and just teach her all the things that you know, cause you're such a smart man. Right. <laughs> so that's, I just want to be clear about that. Um, 
I know I sound like such a hippie liberal. I apologize. Um, <laughs> number three, sense of humor. Being funny makes men more attractive to women. There's no science to it. It's just a fact, which is science. Uh, 100%. I hate this article, but I'm going to keep going. 100% of women appreciate a man who is witty. If you can make a woman laugh, she will, she'll almost always think you're awesome. I'm pretty sure this was written by like a mature 15 year old girl, but you know, that's fine. <laughs> if you want to make a woman laugh, she'll always, she'll almost always think you're awesome. And you know, that's, you know, she didn't immediately go into assuming that like, you know, if a, if a woman thinks you're funny, she's going to immediately chomp your knob, right? <laughs> like that's not how that works. And I just came up with that term, by the way. Um, you know, it's, it's again, like just because you're funny and she laughs at you and like you build like a good rapport again, doesn't mean that she owes you your attention. It's like just one of the pieces of the puzzle, right? Um, she, it, it increases the, the percentage, the possibility of attraction increases the percentage of, uh, you know, a, a mating potential basically. So just, I, and remember with all of these tips or anything you learn around the internet, it's really just about increasing your chances by connecting with someone, you know, and if that connection doesn't work, if she doesn't like your sense of humor, uh, it, it's important that, you know, it's just, it's, there's, there's, it's gotta be a connection point. You can, there's no, there's no general notion of humor, right? I think a lot of people can find certain things funny, but there's always going to be someone that finds something offensive or doesn't work, right? So you need to find your person. And, you know, just the same way that like in business, you need to find the right clients. You can't just appeal to everyone because then you're appealing to no one, right? So your humor is a good kind of barometer for that. For also while you're doing these things and trying to attract a certain type of woman that you're testing the waters and just as much as she is. So it's, it's super important. Number four, confidence. Women like uh, men who are confident. Um, when you're sure of yourself and your action reflects it, women will naturally be drawn to you. Uh, women are attracted to men who know they're great. This is different from narcissism. Again, this is not much of a writer here. Um, very different from narcissism, though. You know, knowing that you're great, having a sense of confidence is um, the difference between, you know, being kind of like alpha and beta, which I kind of talked about earlier this week, and just kind of like being confident and knowing how strong you are and knowing how intelligent you are and knowing that you have things to offer to the world and that you're funny and you have some charisma and all of that stuff is very different than saying like, hey, I'm hilarious. I'm like, no, that's very douchey. Don't do that. <laughs> so there's a very fine line between being confident and arrogant. Uh, so certainly be aware of that. Um, number five, charisma. Charisma is defined by having swagger, being spunky, and possessing a certain je ne sais quoi. Oh, I bet she read that somewhere. Or just not being vanilla. Um, just let it be known I'm making fun of this writer, not women. Um, <laughs> charisma is defined as having swagger, being spunky and possessing a certain je ne sais quoi or just being, or not being vanilla. Whichever definition you prefer, all women love a charming man. When you have a big personality, women find you irresistible. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a big personality. Uh, I, I say that's a little bit, um, cliche in terms of like, you've got to be a big boastful man. Uh, you can certainly just have, you know, be, be practice, you know, interesting stories or ways to say things or have little quirks or, you know, embrace your imperfections, I think is what ends up 
happening with charisma. I think that's why a lot of people like this show, honestly, and maybe like me. Um, and I, I say that in this non narcissistically as I can, uh, in this context, um, because I'm just being open and honest. I'm not hiding my ums and ahs. I'm just being real. I'm throwing in jokes where I can. I'm being honest about this stupid writer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just, just having an opinion about something, but not being, you don't necessarily have to be polarizing. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be, um, you know, uh, uh, you don't have to be colorful and bombastic in that kind of way. You know, you can just have a, have a personality, have things that you're interested in, um, have something to talk about. Um, you know, maybe change up the manner in which you speak, add a little bit of color to your voice, you know, just it's, there's nothing wrong with practicing a little bit of these things and things, these are things that you can just kind of evolve over time or, or look at the men that you respect and appreciate, listen to the way they talk, the way that they present themselves, a little bit of the way they hold their shoulders up and swagger like that. Like there are little physical things you can do too, to like, kind of hold your shoulders up and, and kind of be, have a little bit of swagger. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of running long here. So I'm going to take a break so we can hear a word from our sponsor and then we'll wrap up the rest of this article. This episode is brought to you by Honeysuckle White. If you're looking for ways to make mealtime healthier in the new year, make your favorite recipes with turkey from Honeysuckle White. Take the pressure off. Keep it simple and tasty without sacrificing flavor for nutrition. Whether you want a delicious sandwich or post-workout protein, Honeysuckle White Turkey can do it all. Visit HoneysuckleWhite.com for recipe inspiration and to find retailers near you. Honeysuckle White. Eat what you love. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Join me, 48 Hours correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the labyrinth of crime and secrets within families. I'm cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved, including investigators and the families of victims. Listen to My Life of Crime with Erin Moriarty wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Welcome back there. This has been, this week has been full of very long episodes. So I was going to do a whole thing where I read another article and stuff, but I'm probably going to just leave that for another time because, um, and that stuff's a little bit more like progressive leaning quote unquote. So I just wanted to, I don't want to, I don't know. I'm trying to be careful to be as objective as I can and trying to list out sort of like sort of objective facts and ideas and trying to be fair as best as I can. So I'm just probably going to need a little more time to think about that, that thing anyway. So we're going to finish reading this elite daily article that is driving me insane, <laughs> but it's, it's good. I think it's important to look at the, um, the point of this is to look at, uh, what is being presented, you know, what is being presented out there from young women to other young women 
and what a lot of the female perception of male value is, and then sort of applying it to, you know, my perception of male value, and then hopefully coloring and painting in a positive way, your perception of your own value, or the men in your life, and how you can kind of help them sort of attract women around them as well. So number six, balance. Leading a balanced life is important. Women enjoy dating a man who can do it all. We want to date someone who can prioritize his job, family, friends, and a relationship. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think for the most part, having sort of like healthy relationships. I think another way of saying that is just like showing and exhibiting that you can maintain healthy relationships in your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be family because people have fallouts with their family sometimes, things that are beyond their control, um, you know, and you don't necessarily have to have a lot of the same uh, you know, things are changing in terms of entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, and, um, you know, things are changing in terms of uh, uh, what people are doing. So I think what this translates to or could translate to is exhibiting that you can main, have and maintain healthy relationships in, in your life, uh, friends, family, uh, whatever the case may be. Um, if you have an animal in your life, which sure, um, you know, showing that you can take care of that and stuff like that, you know, balance life in terms of like security. Um, oh, there's another thought here. Uh, we're drawn to men who make time for us and who show us that we're on an essential part of their lives. Um, and again, I think that's a little bit out of context, you know, it really depends on, uh, your partner is going to want to feel like a priority, Right. Um, but the level of that is going to depend on the person. So it's about making sure that you're on the same page and having conversations. And if your job requires a lot of your time, that means you're not going to be able to give her a lot of time. So she might need to be a little bit more, um, in your perspective, the person that you're looking for might need, need to be a little bit more of a like self secure, sufficient person. Right. Um, you know, there's, there's a little bit of codependence in there and, and I just want to make sure to, to, encourage that you avoid that, you know, where it's like, you have to drop everything you're doing to pay attention to this person, that she is also healthy and happy and balanced and can respect the relationships that you have in your life, you know, allowing you to see your family and friends and, um, you know, not restricting you to like, not letting you have friendships with other women because of her insecurities, stuff like that. Um, you know, that those can be unhealthy relationships. So making sure that you can just kind of like that, that notion of balance, uh, balanced life lifestyle, you know, um, taking time to the, like that you're taking care of yourself and, and you've got kind of, you know, we got some things figured out. It's another, it's also another way of like kind of exhibiting that you've got your shit together. Cause honestly, I don't think you should be looking for a partner unless you have some semblance of your shit together. Um, you know, so really you're bringing your whole self to a relationship. You're not looking for someone else to fill the other half of you. Right. So that's what codependence is. Codependence is the difference between a whole person connecting with another whole person and creating the third entity of a relationship versus two halves of people trying to make each other whole and relying too heavily on each other to feel like a whole person. Right. So those, that's the big difference there. So uh, number seven, a good listener, a man who is a good listener is a true catch women because women are more emotional than men. We love to share. We talk for hours. Men can also talk for hours. We have tons of stories to tell and we want you to listen to all of them. If you can listen to a woman, I mean, genuinely listen, pat yourself on the back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is like the female side of a lot of gender stereotypes, right? <laughs> so it's a little bit, there's a lot to navigate here. But, um, 
certainly, you know, men can also talk, you know, again, I've talked about on like Myers-Briggs stuff. Men can also be feelers. Women can be more um, uh, thinkers and have different things that I want to talk about. And honestly, you should be looking for someone who you can both you can have a conversation with not someone who's just going to speak about all the things that they want to speak about. And you're just a sounding board for them. Right. So, and it goes both ways. Like you don't want to just be a person that is blabbing and talking about yourself all the time. And they're just sitting there and taking it. You want to have someone that you can have a rapport with and a back and forth with and a conversation with, and someone that you, that, that just kind of like all of that naturally gels. Like Molly and I have been together for about a year now. What day is it? Uh, not quite yet <laughs> um, for probably like uh, in, in about a few weeks, really, honestly, I just forgot what today was, <laughs> I forgot what month it was. I feel like, so in space. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, like, you know, Molly and I is a good example, are a good example. Cause like we've been together for nearly a year and we are just like continuing to talk about things all the time. You know, we were up all last night, just like talking for a few hours about stuff. Like, you know, she's working through some things with her kids and I'm sharing stuff that I'm working on and um, ideas that I'm coming across. I'm starting to, to read a little bit about the graves model and um, you know, we respect each other's capacity for each other's types of conversation. Cause she can be a little bit more like relationship and people focused. And I'm a little bit more, um, you know, systems and things that I'm working on and, um, concepts and, and all of this stuff, more, more thinker stuff. And she's more feeler stuff. She's an ENFP and I'm an INTP. Um, but you know, we balance that really well. We talk about stuff all the time. Um, really excited that like she started a job this week and, um, we haven't been communicating much, much on text message cause she's just like busy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm actually really excited to just like kind of just sit with her tomorrow and hopefully have breakfast or something and just kind of talk for a while. And that's nice. You know, it's nice for both partners to appreciate that. So, um, certainly it's a good value for a man to be a good listener. And that means being a good conversationalist and having being interesting and having things to talk about. So, uh, number eight, thoughtfulness, thoughtful men are enticing for women, enticing. Um, being thoughtful doesn't mean whisking us away to Miami on a third date either. Um, that's a leap. Although we'd certainly love that, it isn't necessary. Rather, being thoughtful means showing us that you care. If we mention we love a certain restaurant, surprise us and plan a date there. If we say we love a particular flower, bring us flowers on the next date. If we tell you we're eager to see a special movie or play, get tickets and take us. Uh, a man who's considerate is very sexy. And that's absolutely true. Um, again, thoughtfulness goes both ways, but I think um, men are going to be kind of, um, uh, you know, women are going to more women in life, you know, particularly FE users in the Myers-Briggs system are going to be more like harmony focused. So they're going to love affirmations and expressions of love in whatever love language that they have. I certainly stress like learning your partner and, and figuring out what her love languages are so that you can like present to her, like the things that she actually enjoys and wants. And, you know, if she prefers physical touch, like that's a thing, like little things that doesn't mean like sexual touch. That means like you're going throughout your day and you give her a little rub on the shoulders or something like that. Right. Something that's just a little bit caring. Um, you know, gift giving is, you know, flowers and, um, acts of service, like doing the dishes and being a present part of the the family unit, which just real quick, if you're living with someone like you live there too, it's not a female's responsibility to do the dishes and all of that stuff. It's certainly important though, that if you're with someone who is like, feminist leaning, I guess you could say, you know, very actively in that field. Um, 
that she's not also using that as an excuse to take advantage of you and making you do all the chores too. So it's like, you know, again, it's about balance, right? So both partners, it's partnership. It's uh, two whole people coming into a relationship to create a third entity. Cannot emphasize that enough. So thoughtfulness, you know, love languages is a really good example to continue to be thoughtful and just let her know that you're thinking about her, that she's a part of your life, you know, texting her, um, just saying, Hey, I love you, which I'm probably going to do after this, <laughs> after this, um, uh, after this re recording, uh, cause I haven't talked to her yet today. And, um, you know, just little things, little things are always nice to just, just to show, you know, and, um, because we're all dealing with things and, and sometimes people have a little bit of insecurities in certain areas. And again, that's not a reason to run, but it's something that like you can help nurture and, uh, uh, grow in someone. Number nine, go with the flow. We want to date someone who can, we can bring anywhere. If we're at a business dinner, we want to date a man who can go with the flow and be fancy. When clients invite us to a box at a sports game, we want to date someone who can keep up with the lingo. Quite simply, we enjoy dating men who can be comfortable in any situation. Uh, yeah. And you know, it's certainly, I think, um, I think like the Myers-Briggs stuff that I talk about a lot really comes into play here. You know, I think perceiving types are going to show themselves in a different way than judging types, but also just kind of being, um, you know, generally being easygoing is, is kind of a natural trait for a lot of people and really depends on the context, but it's like being, being adjustable, you know, being flexible, being, being um, open and willing and supportive. And I think this is another, Ooh, sorry. Got some gas in there. <laughs> um, uh, I think it's another way to, to say, to be supportive of, of your partner, to be supportive of the things that you want to do together and, uh, be willing to go to things together and do things. And, um, uh, uh, just, just, you know, not be so rigid and uptight and closed off and, you know, uh, be emotionally available and physically available and, um, sociable and personable and loving and all of that stuff. These are things, these are skills that you can develop over time. So if you, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm not that everything's dark, <laughs> you know, you can, so you can just build those things over time. It's totally fine. You can, you know, being an introvert, especially. And I think a lot of the problems that I'm trying to address here are speaking to introvert men who are not bombastic. We're not being out there and we're not typically being social is that these are traits that you can learn. You know, you have the internet, you have the Googles, you have the YouTubes, you have the Facebooks, you have people that you can speak to and talk to and try to learn things. You know, it's an excuse, you know, sometimes introversion can be an excuse to not be a better person. And, you know, that's certainly not an excuse to, to not learn how to be sociable when you need to, but it's also not an excuse to allow your partner to like, you know, make you feel bad if you're not a person that can't be sociable all the time. You know, it's important for you to, to make your partner aware of your sort of, um, your boundaries and, and, you know, what you're capable of, of handling and what you aren't, you know, like for example, um, Molly and her friend uh, are going to go to a silent disco, which is like this big dance party thing. And that's like, not something I'm no, <laughs> I like, I keep entertaining the idea. Cause I'm like, Oh, I gotta get out there. I gotta do things, but a too much sensory input B my ankle just can't handle dancing. And, um, 
no, that's fine. And I'm secure enough to just like say, Hey, go have a good time. And she's also secure enough to not feel like I'm abandoning her by not going. So, you know, we do plenty of other things and, um, you know, again, we're two whole people. We have our own lives, two whole people that meet in the middle that create this third entity. That is the relationship. And number 10 presentable being put together and looking presentable is essential. Women want to date men who are well-dressed a nice outfit can make men so much more attractive. I'm a sucker for a man in a nice suit or buttoned down with a sweater. <laughs> if you're well-dressed and put together, you're showing the world that you value yourself and your appearance. Ultimately, women want to fall in love. We want someone who makes us feel special and important. So, okay. Something about this is, yes, presentable is important. Um, not to the degree that she's saying. You don't necessarily have to wear a suit and a sweater with a sh button-up shirt and all of that stuff. You don't have to be that kind of man. I think, again, it's all about preferences. But certainly do the best that you can to not look like a slob. And there are things that you could do to address different types of um, style. And I think men avoid style because maybe it's too feminine or they certainly just don't know where to go for uh, for education. I recommend going to Real Men Real Style, going to Alpha M on YouTube, and then checking out, if you're a bit of a shorter, more petite man, you can go to The Modest Man on YouTube. He has a lot of great tips as well for ways to make you appeal, appear like a little bit more confident and taller and um, you know feel good about yourself. And it's all about feeling good. And I think I want to change this from looking presentable to feeling good. That means like you know working out and feeling good, going for walks, um, and caring about your appearance, you know, and not just going out in, you know, a, a sports t-shirt and a basketball shorts, like, you know, which is like what I'm wearing right now, but I'm in my house. <laughs> this is what, this is my at home leisure wear. Please do not wear athleisure out in public. Um, you know, care a little bit about your presentation because you're a representation of the relationship when you're out together. And um, again, it really depends on the person that you're with also, because she, depending on whether she's typically, a, um, again, with the Myers-Briggs stuff, like if she's a, a J type versus a P type, J types are going to be more likely to want to project a, a, an image of some kind, right? They're going to be more likely to want to project uh, a uh, a put togetherness and that allows them being put together allows them to be more free form. Whereas the opposite is true for perceiving types. They like to be a little bit more loose out in the world so that their inner world can be a little bit more organized and rigid. But if your partner is the opposing type, say you're a perceiving type as a man, me as an INTP, I used to date, I used to be married to an ISFJ and, um, you know, she liked being more presentable and put together when we went out to places and, you know, I went along with it and I enjoyed it. And it's, it's nice. It's a thing that you, you do every once in a while. And, um, certainly it helps to get into a habit of it too. So that it's something that you don't really think about. So, you know, it doesn't have to be overly done. It doesn't have to be a suit and tie. It doesn't have to be like, um, this whole big ordeal, but certainly, you know, uh, rework your wardrobe a little bit, make it so it's easier to look nice. And it's something you don't have to think about as much, you know, a couple of staples that I can think of off the top of my head is get yourself a couple pairs of dark wash jeans, like, like dark blue jeans are going to be some of the most versatile things that you're going to have in your wardrobe, dark blue jeans, get yourself, um, some black shoes and brown shoes, um, have some sneakers for when you're going to the gym, you know, sneakers are not really like a out and social things sort of deal. Um, uh, fashion sneakers can work like, you know, like, uh, 
uh, like skate shoes or something, but again, fashion sneakers that actually can go with outfits and stuff like that. And that can kind of help you to add a little bit of personality to your style. And, um, some button up shirts are good. V neck t-shirts, you know, not graphic tees, but V neck t-shirts. If you have a little bit of a shorter neck, will kind of help, uh, accentuate your shoulders and upper body a little bit, especially if you're a little bit of a chubbier guy, it'll pull the attention away from your midsection and more towards like your, your upper neck and shoulders. Um, and if you're, you know, balding, you know, to make sure, you know, maybe grow a beard or, um, get some glasses to kind of like, kind of fill out your face a little bit and, and have the focus a little bit away from the baldness and just kind of like, give yourself a little bit more of a well-rounded look. So um, accessories are good too. You know, get yourself a nice watch. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. I like the Arizona watches that you find at like Macy's. Um, You know, you don't have to spend a crazy amount of money on watches, but something nice. Um, You can certainly, uh, you know, get a watch band that will kind of match the belt to your shoes, which which will be nice. And um, watch Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> watch queer eye on Netflix. That'll give you a lot of good advice as well. Um, so, I mean, those are just some basic things, you know, get a lot of fun socks, you know, so you can like, you know, do some, some colorful stuff, but you don't have to be so buttoned up. You don't have to be so intensely uh, tightly wound. It's not about that. It's about, you know, just making, making decisions for your wardrobe that make it really easy for you to look good no matter what you do. So, um, and you know, you can ask that of your partner to like, you know, I think women feel like they can ask their, their, their gentleman friends to be a little bit more presentable, but you know, if a man would do that to her, that would be like terrible. Um, I think it's important to speak about those things, you know, and you know, if, um, for example, you know, I might be, I might be in the mindset going out on a Friday night that, uh, you know, we're going to go to dinner, but I'm not taking it too seriously. I just have like kind of like a hoodie and a shirt or whatever. And I'll see that she's just kind of like, you know, she's got a nice uh, a dress on or something. And I'll just be like, oh, am I underdressed? <laughs> you know, just be respectful of each other and vice versa. You know, you don't want to show up your partner <laughs> either. So it's like kind of getting on the same page and and work together on that. Um, and, and, you know, kind of the the sort of main thing here is to just kind of work together on this. So, and, and be partners, you know, and, and, you know, when there's like all of these articles out there that are talking about how to attract a woman and how to be there for a woman and all of that stuff, it makes it feel like it's a, you know, a chasing a girl in a schoolyard kind of thing. And uh, I think partnerships are way more mutual than you think they are especially when you're getting together and you find the person that just clicks, it's something that mutually just happens. It's like the universe comes together. The planets align, like everything just kind of is. And, um, you know, that, that is a mutual attraction. That is a mutual love. That is a mutual desire. And to express that desire comes out in, you know, a lot of this, these statements in the article of being thoughtful and being a good listener and being a good partner and listening to her love languages and, and being thoughtful of like whether or not she wants you to be a little bit more presentable in certain situations or not. And, and listening to each other and making sure that she's also listening to you and respecting you as a person that you're not her puppet, (laughs) you know, you're not her, um, you're, you're not just the arm that she's holding, you know, you're not the trophy. And, uh, I certainly can relate to that because I felt like that a little bit um, in my previous relationship. So, um, yeah, that's it. We're going to wrap up the male experience this week with, um, with that, you know, I think the partnerships and relationships in our lives are some of the most important things for us to focus on as men. 
I think they help us keep uh, grounded and certainly keep us in a feeling that we're fulfilling uh, our evolutionary purpose. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, um, I certainly feel that way after like physical things. <laughs> I'm just like stare, you know, you like stare at the ceiling and just like, ah, I just fulfilled my evolutionary purpose. <laughs> what now? Um, but no, I mean, you know, people find value in partnerships. They find value in building businesses or they find value in, um, you know, doing any number of things. So it's really about finding your value as a man and realizing that you are just as valuable but in a different way that the women, the the value that women are seeking and the respect that women are seeking is the value that men should also aspire to and being loved and appreciated and respected and considering yourself a whole person. You know, I think there are p plenty of relationship dynamics where there is a whole man trying to rescue rescue a half girl. And then there's like a whole woman trying to fix a half man or two half people trying to fulfill and make each other feel whole. And certainly I think the most successful relationships are the ones where there are two whole people, two people that have been um, developing and taking care of themselves and trying to move forward in their lives. Uh, certainly coming together, connecting, creating this massive connection with each other to create this third entity, which is the relationship itself. And um, sometimes that third third entity ends up not working out. It becomes something that evolves and changes over time. But again, it's about mutual respect, whether or not the relationship works out, or if you're doing like a one night stand and being a little bit more fun and promiscuous, you can be a little bit more honest and straightforward, not ghost people, not be disrespectful to women um, in that sense. And certainly also respect and expect and appreciate that or aspire to have that feeling from women as well. It, you know, similar to like a job interview, if you're trying to date, you know, you're, if you're trying to, to get a job, you're evaluating the job and the people that you're working with just as much as they are evaluating you. And I think a lot of men just feel like I need a woman, any woman, give me a woman. I need to, uh. <laughs> and it's just, uh, I think that comes from a sense of, of male insecurity and lack of respect and feeling like a woman is going to fulfill and make them feel whole. And I certainly feel like the job of a man as a man is to make yourself feel whole, to come to a relationship happy and healthy and ready to be a part of it and contribute to it and nurture it and grow it. And, um, certainly that will make for the help, healthiest, happiest relationships possible. So, um, to kind of recap this whole week, we talked about quite a few things. We talked about um, the alpha males. We talked about um, let me let me pull up the list here of this week's topics just to kind of review. So yeah, we talked about alpha males. We talked about the patriarchy a little bit. We talked about masculine energies and male body issues. And then today we talked a little bit about men and relationships. So. Um, all very important topics, things that just because I decided to do a theme this week for the male experience doesn't mean I won't continue to talk about this in the future. There are certainly plenty of topics that will continue to evolve as society evolves and we grow as people, as men start to realize that they have more power than they think they do in a different way. And um, that power is not about control. That power is about mutual love and respect and, uh, you know, uplifting each other and working together and all of that stuff. But it starts with you. It starts with you as an individual, someone who can take the reins and, and, 
you know, take control of your life and realize that you are the only thing in your life that you can truly control and that you should not put your energy towards controlling other people. That's not going to be effective in your life. And, um, and that you're in charge of your own destiny, um, that, that you're making the change in yourself is going to be passed on to your children. You're going to exhibit that with the friends around you and create, uh, you're going to surround yourself with better people more naturally, and you're going to continue to grow as a person. You're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to have the best relationships possible. You're going to attract that gorgeous, wonderful, attractive, intelligent, uh, loving, supportive woman that you want in your life. And, um, and you will feel like you deserve it. And that is probably the most fulfilling aspect is feeling like you deserve it and that you've worked towards this and that you've, you've sort of cultivated your life to have the people in your life that feel worth it to you and that you are not using external things to satisfy your insecurities, but you are working towards them on your own and sort of reaping the benefits as a result of that. So Okay. I'm done talking. I'm tired. <laughs> it's Friday. I just want to make everything stop. <laughs> so um, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week. Let me know what you thought about this episode or what you thought about this week's topics. If you thought anything was interesting, if you have any thoughts, um, certainly open to comments. If you felt like I slipped up, please, please try to avoid any kind of like, Oh, you're a liberal hippie kind of thing. Cause like, that's not productive. Honestly, uh, I'm trying to do the best that I can to be objective and, um, my perception of reality is that there are ways that we can always improve. So that is the point and that is the plan. So hit me up with a voice message here on anchor, or you can hit me up at let's go see notes on Twitter or dopamine show on Twitter or dopamine podcast on the Instagrams. Uh, also go to dopamine.life to subscribe to the show. You can find links to any of the, um, different places that the show is available. And you can also leave a review at those places and uh, hit the sponsor this, this podcast button to leave a 99 cent four ninety nine or nine ninety nine donation to the show. So yeah, that's it. Uh, media to check out all my stuff. And, um, I hope you have a good weekend. Take care of yourselves and each other. Hug the man in your life. Ask them how they're doing. You know, uh, we have emotions. It's cool. We don't always express them, but they're there. And, um, you know, support for each other is important. So love one another, go do things, go enjoy yourself or just relax. It's fine. Whatever. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine and providing your support for this show. I really, really appreciate it. If you really love this show, leave a review on iTunes and Stitcher to show some love for the podcast. You can also check out cnote.media to check out my work and my courses. But um, with that, we'll catch you next time. See you guys later.